Hey everyone, I'm Knight, your resident noob dungeon master, and welcome to my weekly series where I talk about my previous game session and provide takeaways for, well, me and those like me, noobs. This week was our fifth session and my seventh time ever playing D&D. Also, I got my hair cut. This week, our party did something a little different, and they did something a little different in off-module because I tried to do a couple new things. One, uh, let's have a, a quick debrief on music. I added some more music. I found some more fight music. I added about five songs to a playlist where I had two last time, and I also found a sequence of music that I enjoyed where I had like a first, a first song, a second song, and a third song that could kind of loop a little bit and they sounded good together and they held the suspense and I tried to use it more often and I thought I did better. Still wasn't perfect, but I did better. I also one-upped the music by adding some town music. I had two tracks. One was meant to be more of like a nighttime campy around the campfire type song. And the other song was meant to be a town song. They both worked, I think, pretty well when I remembered to use them. And again, I'm trying to go for things that make the most impact. Speaking of that, I had a revisit of one of my first things as a DM being overwhelmed. Everything broke right at the beginning of the stream. Those of you that are streamers or, or you know, YouTubers or things like that that do anything kind of produced or live know just how catastrophic it can be when you have technical issues, but how they always happen. And this week, especially for me, I felt like the beginning of our session, and thank God it happened at the beginning of the session, let's be real, was just kind of foobar right from the get-go. So I basically had to take everything that I had, all of the all of the work cropping cameras, all of the work doing all that kind of stuff, and very quickly, within about 15 to 20 minutes, just recreate everything in the new software. And that was stressful. Now, that being said, not every night is going to be perfect. I know that. But, man, is that a not great way to start it from a streamer perspective, from a dungeon master perspective, if everything goes wrong and you're trying to respect people's time, it really is also frustrating because these people have taken time out of their schedules to come and play a game with you that it, it makes it feel bad whenever you don't have things working, especially when you have as much invested into my setup as I do to make sure that it's powerful and runs great. First takeaway... If things go wrong, just keep going. Now, I know this already, being a creator. Stuff breaks, you just power through. But as a dungeon master, it's worse because you're, you've got so much stuff prepared. And like if you're like me, and again, you're streaming this, you've got your stream deck, and you've got music, and you've got Zoom, and you've got your software, and you've got all this other stuff going on in the background. You've got your notes and all this kind of stuff up. And it, when all that stuff just fails, you're just like, you're lost. So it took me not just a bit to recover and recreate all that stuff, but it took me a bit to recover as the DM. I'm going to give it to my, to my group, to my players. They really supported me throughout the whole process. And we're just like, take your time. You got this. When we finally got the game going, 
it was rough. Uh, my group was in town and I'm someone that's been using different voices and I totally forgot one of the accents that I used for one of the NPCs. And so I just completely winged it in my normal voice, like kind of put the attitude of the character in there because you remember the attitude, just could not hear that voice in my head of what she sounded like. And so I was just like, all right, I'm just screw it. Just talk. And I talked my way through that. And then we finally got to a different place and I kind of fell in the groove and everything kind of clicked after that. But man, getting through that first conversation, that first 10 minutes was painful. And I could tell that it was painful for my group too. I mean, like the, they were, the, the group was, is always good. They're always on. But I think the, the calamity of everything at the beginning kind of had us all a little bit out of sorts because it's like, all right, well, we're in town. How do we start the day? All right, we're going to go over here to the smithy. And it's like, all right, I'm hammering, ting, ting. You know, and <laughs> one of my players, uh, Bamir, was like, and this is where you start talking. They're like, oh, yes, we start talking. It, and it's fun, like, and everybody was good, and it kind of, again, fell into place. But you could tell that just that was enough, that, that whole rocky start was enough to kind of throw us all out of whack. But by about 15 to 20 minutes in, everybody was back on their game, tip-top. I had fallen back in the groove, they had fallen back in the groove, and we had a fabulous rest of the night of D&D, and a particularly fabulous time of RP, which led me to my next takeaway for the evening. I took a chance. And I know we've talked about it, right? Improv's the thing and you can do what you want and I'm not bound by the module and all that kind of stuff. That said, it's still scary anytime you're doing something new. And when you're doing something new for you as a DM and you're doing something you haven't done before. DMs that have done this for years or even many, many months that have gone on adventures that have had had different encounters they might have like these things in their back pocket and they can just be like, oh yeah, so you go and you do this and this and this and this. Me, I'm taking time to research my characters. I'm researching races because I don't know. Also, spoiler warning. <laughs> I did this much earlier last time. Spoiler warning. If you have not seen this episode, please go watch it. I'll post the thingies up here. Here, I think. And go watch it and then come back and, and hang out with me. It'll all make more sense, I promise you. Anyway, so I learned a lot about orcs this week. One of my characters is a half-orc, and I wanted to create an encounter for him. So in the module, there is a orc raid that has been happening further up the Tribor Trail, and the town master has a, a bounty reward for going and dealing with the orcs. Well... I wanted to make that different. I wanted to make it special. I wanted to create a plot hook for my character. And to be fair, I plan on this group going farther beyond this module. So I'm creating hooks in this that we can come back and explore together and have more adventures for each of these characters to continue to grow and, and enjoy themselves and have unique, awesome adventures that they can go on as a party, but that are also unique to them. Well, I hadn't really done a whole lot for my half-work Godoric the, up till this time we had a cool session about him like having a dream about a bear when he's getting his totem warrior thing but haven't really had any like good story things for him i took this opportunity of this orc camp and i said how can i how can i make this better 
because essentially it's just an encounter. Like you roll up to a cave, there's a bunch of, of, of orcs inside with an ogre and they got to fight it. And once they kill it off, it's done. Just no conversation, no nothing, just kill, done. I said, let's make this interesting. Let's make this cool. So as I'm doing research into orcs, I come to find out orcs hate a lot of people. One, they hate dwarves, elves, and man for not allowing them a place to live. They also hate goblins. Really hate goblins. On a religious level, hate goblins because their god, Grumsh, and the goblin god, Maglubiet, are at like constantly doing battle in Acheron. And so when everybody goes to the great plane of death and destruction, they're constantly going to fight each other, kind of like a big Viking war between the Vikings and, and the Jotuns, right? Like it's, it's going to be a thing. Yes, are orcs a kind of a, a chaotic evil or, or that kind of an alignment? I really don't give a crap about their alignment. They're a religious race that, that enjoys war, that kind of has this Vikingness to them, and they feel displaced by the rest of all the races. So they're kind of pissed off when people come into their turf. So I say, I'm going to use that. Why would there be orcs here? Like, why does it even make sense that orcs are here? Other than the fact that Fandelver was completely destroyed by orcs way, way back when. The reason these orcs are here in my world now is because the goblins have an increased presence here. These, these goblins that have moved into the Kragmaw castle and goblins that have kind of been in the surrounding area are basically encroaching on whatever little space the orcs have decided to carve out for themselves. And so now they are pissed. And not only are they pissed, they are now going and wiping out goblin scouting parties and are eventually going to make a raid on the castle itself. And so we had a little encounter where one of the town scouts came upon orcs killing an orc or, or killing a goblin party. And the players responded because they're like, orcs and goblins close to town, we must go find out what why. Here's how I thought this was gonna go in my head. I thought my party would see a band of, of six or seven orcs and a few goblins and let that play out. Orcs would win, fair. And then they would follow the orcs back to their home and either try to be sneaky or then use my half-orc to, to just see what he would do. Hopefully he would go and try and talk to them or, or we would have some kind of an encounter where they could talk and all that kind of stuff and essentially have this, this conversation that kind of leads him to find out a bit more about who he is because they are kind of a bear-symboled clan and he chose the totem of the bear for some reason and maybe they're kind of connected, maybe they're linked. That's not what happened. What happened is that as the orcs and the goblins are fighting, my half-orc Godoruk decides that he is going to try and join the fray. What I don't think Godoruk realized, being a half-orc that never lived with orcs, and also being, I think, a character that doesn't know a whole lot about orcs, is that orcs really hate elves and goblins. He's traveling with three elves and a goblin right now. Anyway, so he goes down there and, and he ends up fighting the leader of this tribe of orcs uh, or this scouting party of orcs. And I made the leader 
who was this guy, Brugor, who in the story was just like a, a little beefed up of an orc. And I turned him to a blade of Ilnaval. They're, they're not a war chief, but they're like a general or a lieutenant. They, they command forces. They have some extra abilities around commanding forces. They have a lot more HP and they can do some serious, serious damage. He challenges him to one-on-one -on -one combat to the death. Welp, my plans are out the window. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Everything actually played out okay. So Godorok goes down, fights the guy, gets the best dice rolls. Again, my group and their dice, eventually their dice luck is gonna run out. And I think it's probably gonna be at a point where I like beef up an encounter trying to balance how good they've been and I might kill them. And I don't mean to, but I think it might happen. Foreshadowing, it's a prediction. He ends up actually beating this orc. What ended up happening was I dealt 14 damage. He had nine HP left, but he's a barbarian. So he was raging. So that gets halved. He had two HP left, gets up, gets the roll he needs, knocks this dude out. You can't make this stuff up. This is why I love D&D. So we take everybody back to the, the camp now, this orc camp, and we have this cool conversation about you know, what they're doing there and all this kind of stuff. And my players had this really kind of tense vibe going on because they're in the middle of an orc camp and there's no way they're going to start a fight here. So they kind of have to talk and, and it was really, really cool. And all I guess I'll say from a takeaway with that was one, this was the first time that I'd really tried to craft an experience wholly outside the module's guidance. And I think it went really well and it was really cool. And by doing enough research into orcs and into their motivations as a species, I feel like I was able to make a plausible, you know, from in terms of, you know, the, the kind of Sword Coast and Faerun lore, a plausible reason for them to be there. So I guess, again, takeaway, don't be afraid to do your own thing. And as long as you can roll with what the party chaos is going to do, then go for it. It was really fun. It was a super cool encounter. And I had... As we were going, many different ways that we could have gone to still have the same desired effect. But it was really, really cool. I'm super happy that it played out the way it did. Way cooler that way than what my idea was. So, yay for random amazingness. And the last takeaway. I had mentioned before, I suck at loot. So this week I also said, we're going to get better at loot. I have to give credit to Steven from the comments for saying, hey, make loot matter Make sure that if you're going to fight a boss or you're going to do something that loot makes sense for your party because then they don't have a bunch of senseless loot lying around. You'll feel better. They'll feel more accomplished and you don't waste as much time. Thank you so much for that advice. It really rang true with me. And I, I took that to heart this week when I was looking for loot. So I wanted to give my players something because they they're level three now they're starting to come into some powers they're going to be fighting a, a bigger hordes of enemies as we go on throughout this process and i wanted them to have things that were going to be helpful but not op and i was like yeah, how are we going to make all this stuff work i got it well the guy that they talked to in town darren edermath who i completely dismissed as a character from this entire story that my character showed deference to was a perfect thing. He's a retired adventuring half elf. 
if I don't take that opportunity to allow him to be grateful to the party for ridding the town of, of the, the red brand menace, I'm an idiot. So that's exactly what I did. And I, I made him have these old bracers. I turned him into a archer. He was a ranger before. And so he asked if there was a ranger in the party or, or somebody that was skilled with a longbow in the party. And my ranger's like, it's, it's me. I, I like to do the thing. And so I had him take him in the back and we had this whole nice moment where he gives them and unwraps these wonderfully crafted leather and, and, and metal weaved bracers that are going to do all this kind of stuff. And they were braces of archery, which basically just give him better abilities with longboat. Now, not OP abilities, just little, little niceties. Then uh, when we had that whole encounter with the orc for besting, the orc blade of Ilnaval, he basically said, I like you. I think our paths are going to cross again. But if you run into any other orc patrols or camps, show them this thing and they will leave you alone, even your elf filth friends. And I gave him a war axe or as a war hammer of certain death. I think it was a weapon of certain death war hammer, which basically just if he hits with it, they can't heal until his next turn. So it just prevents healing from enemies. Not too many enemies at, at this level are healing, but it's a really cool weapon to have. It doesn't add any damage or anything like that, so it still can make encounters feel more balanced, but but a really, really cool piece of thing. And I made it have this bare head with an open mouth and like a, a hammer coming at the other end. And it's versatile, so he can use it with a bunch of different stuff. But it was a really cool moment to be able to have like this passing on of things from one orc to a half-orc who might belong to this clan and who also resonates with bears and all, all that fun stuff. Lastly, what do you give a bard that already is part of the, the College of Lore and is good at everything? A Stone of Luck. Now, the Stone of Luck literally just gives him, I think, a bonus to, to rolls... Uh, once or twice a day or, or bonus to, to certain types of roles. It's like a plus one bonus. However, he has been working very closely with Sister Garela, who is a, a sister of the goddess Yamora, who is the goddess of luck. If you couldn't find, again, any other better way to just say, hey, what's in this game? What makes sense? Boom. Give him some of that sweet, sweet loot. And, and he got it. So now everybody has kind of gotten a piece of loot that makes sense, that also makes sense in the role play for people to say thank you for ridding our town of this menace or congratulations on beating me in battle. Here, have this thing. And I think as we continue to move forward, I'm going to look at loot and evaluate loot uh, from the module to make sure that it still makes sense. All that said... Let's go back and recap the takeaways. One, you get better over time. So just doing this more and more and more every week is going to help get me better. So that's a thing. Music, got better with it this week. Going to continue trying to work on being better next week. Going to find a few more songs, trying to put them in, and maybe some more serious moments if I can anticipate them, uh, and continue to work on battle music, and, and hopefully just take a little time there to tweak some things, and we're going to keep working at it. Not last thing. I'm getting braver when it comes to crafting my own story within this module. And ultimately, that's what this is about, right? It's about storytelling and being creative. For me, D&D is such a refreshing creative outlet 
that me not being scared to go off module and to create a unique experience for my character and, and that kind of stuff, I think, I think it's just a really important as a DM and as a noob DM to other noob DMs. Be brave, be bold, try it. If it doesn't work, who cares? I guarantee you your players are still going to have a fun time. So with that, I do say thank you guys so much for continuing to watch these videos. Uh, please make sure that you are liking and subscribing and hitting the notification bell so that you can come and hang out with me some more and that I can see you too. Please make sure you're leaving comments and, and things like that so that I can interact with you. And if you guys have questions about being a noob DM or questions from veteran DMs to me or advice, I love it. Thank you again to Steven. Super good advice. All good things. And if you haven't already and you prefer to listen or if you want to catch us on the go, you can always hit us up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or other podcast places. Uh, just look for Dungeon Nights and you will see us there. I'm uploading all the audio for both the vlogs and the game sessions uh, on Mondays and Thursdays, Mondays and Wednesdays, respectively, just like I do these videos. So go and check those out as well. But that's all the time that I have for today. I will see you guys on Saturday and next week for more Dungeon Nights. Thank you guys so much. Love your faces. Bye-bye, everybody.